Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This, of course, is Stinchfield, the podcast. Uh, I want to talk today about Alexander Smirnoff. This is the FBI informant that made the claim, the allegation that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden took $5 million bribes each from that Ukrainian company, Burisma. Now the FBI is accusing him of lying. The question I have is not why has he been charged. The question I have is why has he been charged now? They have known about this guy for a long time. They've been hiding the 1023 form that laid out the allegations for a long time. They tried to keep it secret. My mind, they never bought the allegations to begin with. So why now? There's some interesting reasons as to why they decide to charge this informant now. And it's all about protecting Joe Biden criminally. And that's a big distinction. The FBI, the DOJ, happy to sell Biden out as far as his mental competence. Criminally, though, because that hurts the Democrat Party, they're going to go out of their way to make sure that they protect him from criminal charges. We're going to talk about this today on the program. But first, we're grateful to Midas Gold Group for their sponsorship of this show. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD. Now is the time, of course, to put your money into precious metals. With everything we see going on, this story is just another example of the outrageousness of what is going on. So, uh, folks, listen to me. MidasGoldGroup.com, that's the place to go. All right, with that, let's get the show started, folks. Uncensored and unapologetic, this is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, what I find interesting, folks, is that the Democrats are now saying that this informant being charged with Lying to the FBI completely implodes the impeachment case against Joe Biden. It's absolutely ridiculous. The $5 million bribe was only one piece of what I would consider to be hundreds of pieces of evidence against Joe Biden and the corruption of his family and using the Biden name to enrich themselves. And of course, the power of whatever position he held in the United States government, including now as president of the United States. This idea that this implodes is ridiculous. But that didn't stop Jamie Raskin, the devious Democrat, from uh, floating that on MSNBC. I mean, is there any rationale, any justification for House Republicans to continue their impeachment inquiry after the developments of this week? Is this now dead? No, it's time to fold up the circus. Um, <laughs> and of course, it's, an, it's all not just based on uh, this explosive finding, but on a whole series of similar findings. So time to close up the circus. The only circus is what I would dub the Biden circus. Only that family circus was very, very profitable because he was using his position, the Biden brand. So just because this informant was charged with lying to the FBI. Well, what about Tony Bobulinski? Tony Bobulinski testified to Congress behind closed doors that Biden was the brand. Joe Biden was the brand. That Joe Biden was on 20-plus conference calls with foreign business leaders and dignitaries, pushing business deals. Uh, that Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, said that Joe could not be connected to deals, hence the uh, the big guy, right? Remember, 10% for the big guy. That, Tony Bobulinski said, was most certainly Joe Biden. And the reason they wouldn't name Joe Biden in any of these deals was for, quote, plausible deniability. 
do you believe Tony Bobulinski to be credible? He, he claims he's not a political guy. The only political donations I've seen Tony Bobulinski give, I saw one to Ro Khanna, who's a Democrat from California. Uh, I don't see any other political donations. So he's clearly <clears throat> best friends at the time with Hunter Biden, Democrat giving money to at least a couple Democrats. This is not a hardcore Republican, but I do believe he's telling the truth when it, when it comes to that. So this informant, by the way, had been working with the FBI since 2010. And if I believe <clears throat> the information on him is correct, that <clears throat> this informant um, had the ability, and uh, let me just let me just find this. Um, he was a confidential human source involved in cases going back to October 2010, and the indictment noted this is in the indictment that he was quote authorized to engage in criminal activity as part of an ongoing criminal investigation. I'd like to learn more about that. What, what, what criminal activity was he engaging in? What is the FBI covering up? What was the FBI encouraging? What kind of criminal activity? And, and why do I believe the FBI that this guy was lying? I don't know if he's lying or not. He may. I mean, this guy was a snitch, okay? A jailhouse snitch, only I don't think he was in jail ever. But that's what he amounts to, a snitch. Snitches can't be trusted. You try to garner some information off of them. You use what they say. Some of it turns out to be true. Pieces of it have portions of truth to it. Other pieces are totally bogus. They're snitches. But they can be useful. So when they learned this wasn't true, which goes all the way back, they had these 1023 forms. Why didn't they charge him back then? They didn't charge him back then because everything is starting to collapse around Joe Biden. They don't want the criminal activity to be stuck to him because that puts criminal stink on Democrats come November. They are happy to sell him out as far as his mental capacity goes, right? That's the recent report that came out that said Joe Biden couldn't remember when his son died, couldn't remember if he was vice president, when he was president, all these things really making him look bad. This confidential informant, Alexander Smirnoff, now charged by the FBI, faces 25 years in prison, by the way, for, quote, lying to the FBI. Um, what does that have to do with Hunter Biden's position on Burisma? Hunter Biden was paid, I believe, $800,000 one year, $1.2 million the next year, so an average of a million dollars a year to sit on a board of an energy firm. Hunter Biden knows nothing about energy. We know he's on the board at the time Joe Biden goes to at the time Joe Biden goes to Ukraine and threatens the prosecutor. I mean, Joe Biden tells the story of threatening the prosecutor, holding back a billion dollars in aid unless the prosecutor's fired, the same prosecutor that's investigating his son's company. How does that have any effect on this five million dollar bribe, dude? It doesn't. Has no effect. Just let's take a little trip down memory lane here. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Oh, yeah, someone solid that wasn't going to investigate Hunter Biden, Burisma, and Hunter Biden's money train called Burisma. 
That is an admission of a crime on camera, and the mainstream media simply ignores it. So let's talk about the FBI. Why would you believe the FBI? Why is the FBI credible in any of this? They've been sitting on this information for a long time, done nothing with it. Now they charge him. The FBI is not credible. And as for this witness, uh, Stuart Kaplan was a former FBI agent, went on with Jesse Waters and talked about this witness. Take a listen. That informant has been on the books since 2010, 11, 12, up until more recently. You do not stay on the books with the FBI unless you have been vetted and you are credible. So what the FBI... So you hear what he's saying? He's he's basically saying that that you're not going to be an FBI informant since 2010 all the way through near present day if you're not giving them valuable information. And now when you're not needed, hey, every informant out there, let this be a lesson to you. The moment you're not needed or the moment you cross an important Democrat, you'll be hung out to dry and they'll charge you. So they'll allow you to go commit crimes, but the moment they don't need you, they'll charge you with one. Now, I don't even know if this guy was lying about the $5 million or not. The FBI has no credibility with me. This former FBI agent continued. So what the FBI and our government wants to have us believe now is we've now taken out the predicate, the predicator, the person who started the ball rolling, you know, tattling or telling on the Bidens, and now we gathered all of this other information, all of the money trail, all of the checks, all of the payments, but yet because we're going to discredit the guy who unleashed on him, let's throw it all in the garbage like it never even happened. No, we're not going to do that. But that's what the FBI apparently, I guess, wants us to do. So think about what he said. Think about the shell companies, dozens of them. You know what a shell company is? It doesn't really have any use other than to move money through it. You had credit cards being paid, hundreds of credit card payments being paid for Biden family members. All, all so People were benefiting off this. For, for what? There's no real business any of these companies were doing other than the money was coming in from overseas. You've got Joe Biden selling the brand. Don't forget about Hunter Biden sitting on the couch with his father texting that Chinese spy chief. This informant is a $5 million bribes from Ukraine, but he has nothing to do with China. The Chinese spy chief who's involved with CEFC, that Chinese energy firm, Hunter Biden wants the payment. I think it was like $10 million. And he says, I'm sitting here basically with my father. And if you don't pay me, we will bring the wrath down upon you. He's sitting here beside me. What is that? that? What does that have to do with this informant? It has nothing to do with him. So the idea that somehow this informant is charged and then this case goes away, uh, that, folks, is just absolutely bogus, false, and out of line. Not the case at all. Um, you know, and then this, this, what's really interesting is this story from uh, Politico that Joe Biden's brother made this deal with a hospital company that now is engaged in Medicare fraud. And, and Joe, remember, got the $200,000, the $200,000 um, check from this, let me start over. James Biden gets a $200,000 check from AmeriCorps. The day he gets that check, he writes a $200,000 payment to Joe Biden. And they claim it's all repayment of loans. 
Well, we've been talking about this. I brought up on this podcast, I bet you it was three months ago I brought up this story. Only now is Politico talking about it. Biden's brother used his name to promote a hospital chain. Then it collapsed. Jim Biden played a major role in a company called AmeriCorps, which the government has accused of massive Medicare fraud. Now, we've been talking about this for three months. Now, Politico's talking about it. Bloomberg's talking about it. Everybody's, everybody's talking about it. Why? Operation oust Joe Biden is well underway. That's why they know they, they, he's not a viable candidate come November. But again, they don't want him stuck with criminal charges. They just want him to resign. So they put the pressure on. The media takes part in this. The DOJ takes part in this. And God forbid somebody like Michelle Obama steps up and then we got to run against her. President Trump can beat anybody. I'm convinced of that. But, you know, she's the last one you'd actually want to run against. All right, folks, let me tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. Now is the time to invest in precious metals. We see the chaos. We see the uncertainty. We see the inflation. You see China, their bank is buying up gold. They're waging a war on the greenback. The dollar is is dropping. Central banks across the, the, the globe are buying up gold. Why? Because gold has stood the test of time as, as a asset, as a hedge, as a safe haven during times of chaos and tumultuousness, which we are currently in right now. So how much is right for you? I urge you to fr- call our friends at Midas Gold Group. By the way, they're veteran owned and uh, they've been with me a long time. I trust these guys. I know them all personally. 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. Pay them a visit. Um, All right. With that, I want to turn our attention to climate change zealots. I did a little bit of this on the Real America's Voice show. I thought I would replay it here. So uh, with that, take a look at this. You know, I constantly tell you just how deranged these climate activists are. So deranged that they take their frustrations out on the United States Constitution. What did the United States Constitution have to do with climate change or somebody like me who's not convinced it's man-made. Okay, I don't know if it's happening or not, but I'm going to tell you this, I'm not convinced it's man-made. So they take their frustrations out on the Constitution? Watch this. This country's founded on the conditions that all men are created or created equally and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men, we all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. So, again, here's the biggest problem I have with so-called climate activists. They confuse pollution with climate change. And we have cleaner air than ever before. We've done a really good job about cutting down particulate matter, right? Remember from the cement plants and all the stuff and kids with asthma? All that stuff is going away. That's pollution not climate change, but these ding-dongs going into the Great Rotunda where the Constitution is and dumping red stuff all over them, forgetting that, thankfully, the Constitution is protected by bulletproof glass. I don't know what their point is. And then I see another headline of just how crazy these people are. When you get a haircut now, they want it all recycled. Uh, This unexpected material might be your next sweater, your hair. Apparently hair now is causing greenhouse gas emissions and they want to turn human hair into sweaters 
I'm not wearing a human hair sweater. To me, that's disgusting. Joining me now, Climate Depot publisher and former senior staff at the U.S. Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, Mark Morano, is back with us. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Grant. Happy to be here. All right, Mark, uh, human hair is now a threat to the environment? Yes, the Washington Post did a feature article. By the way, it's written by their climate solutions reporter. Now, a lot of journalism <laughs> students grow up. I'm sure they all want to be climate solutions reporter. And what they're saying is that if hair ends up in the landfill, you have tons of hair burning and it's creating greenhouse gases, which is warming the earth. They literally are trying to train you psychologically to weaponize hair clippings on the floor of the barbershop. Not making this up, Grant. You're supposed to, when they come by and after you have a haircut and you see them sweeping the floor, you're supposed to have a gut reaction. Oh my gosh, we need that hair to make clothes out of. Do you know why we need that hair, Grant? Because Mayor Bloomberg in 2019 in 40 cities around the world, sponsored by Google, Ikea, uh, and other corporations, said that they had they called them intervention consumptions to limit everyone to three new items of clothing per person per year by 2030. I was at the UN summit in Dubai last December, and they said it depends on what kind of clothing you buy. So the good news, I have good news for you tonight, Grant. If you buy human hair clothing, our betters won't limit us to three new items per person per year. We'll probably be able to buy five or six because it's sustainable clothing. All right, I would take it. I know there's a war on cows and all that stuff. I would take it then that leather goods are out of the question. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, here's the funny thing. Elon Musk is calling for a carbon tax, right? This is the uh, makes no sense whatsoever. But we don't need a carbon tax now. All we need is high school and elementary school kids after class to go sweep up at hair salons and at barber, pick up all the hair clippings and then save them from the landfill. That's like doing a massive carbon tax right there. So I think we've solved a couple problems here tonight. We can get more clothes and we don't need a carbon tax. I'm tempted to let the viewers get filled in a little insight into how Stinchfield is produced and trigger all those on the left. So I get a suit and tie up top, but I actually have pajama bottoms on and I wear my slippers. These are leather. These are Mike Lindell's my slippers and I'm not giving them up even if the climate change activists want them. And that's what I wear in my very comfortable studio. <laughs> they want to abolish. I mean, we have George Monbiot, environmentalist, wants to abolish all animal agriculture. They don't want the cows. They don't want you eating them. And they don't want you wearing them. So they're coming. They're coming. And Bill Gates wants to end farming and move it to laboratories. He's stated he wants all the Western world to eat lab-grown and synthetic beef that he and Richard Branson invested billions in. That'll be printed on a 3D printer. This is what he told MIT Technology Review. It's not a conspiracy if they say it out loud, Grant. No, it's not. All right, so here, here's the other deal, and this is being exposed by your organization, Climate Depot. Um, the Biden administration now reportedly doubling down on a gas car crackdown, and this is from your website. The yes. Environmental Protection Agency's proposed tailpipe emissions are designed to ensure a staggering 67% of new car sales are electric by 2032. But Last I checked, Mark, I think Ford just announced they lost $60,000 per electric vehicle. 
Yes, and Ford, all the major automakers, the CEOs are finally speaking up. Rental car agencies are are are, are dismissing a third of their rental car fleet for high maintenance cost EV rental cars and no consumer demand. That's the most damning thing you could ever say about a rental car. There's no demand for it. And 67%, we're at what? 6%, 7% of sales now yeah. of EVs. So all I can say is are you you better go out tomorrow and buy an EV grant because we only got uh, less than what? I, I can't do the math on that kind of year. Is that seven years, uh, eight years to, to literally flood the market with these EVs that nobody seems to want? And they're banning the gas powered cars. So all you're going to hear in the media that this is they're, they're softening. They're delaying the targets by a couple years because of reality. And by the way, the same thing's happening in Europe. They're walking back some of this. Even the farmer protests are forcing the EU to back away from the net zero restrictions on agriculture. So there is some good news lately, especially coming from Europe. Hopefully that news will spread here. But I guess it all comes down to the 2024 election. And I would like to remind everybody where most of the parts come for electric vehicles, specifically the batteries and the rare earth minerals that go into making those batteries. Of course, China controls that market. So that'll be great. We'll be relying on China for uh, for our vehicles to make sure we can get around. Last one for you. Uh, this one I had to play for you because I didn't know that climate change specifically affects only certain communities. Uh, this apparently, the black community, minorities, are much more affected from climate change than people like you and me, evil white men, Mark. This is Rachel Levine. She, you know, is one of uh, Biden's health czars. Take a look. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Uh, again, Mark, from what I said in the beginning, I think she's confusing pollution and climate change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, and that, as you pointed out, even the World Health Organization says the United States has among the cleanest air in the world. What this, what the the secretary or whatever his title is, it, what he's describing is poverty. If you're if you're disproportionately poorer than other ethnic groups, you're going to suffer from a lot of maladies, including health care, including poor construction, including uh, you know poor siting of housing, everything, and. The idea that everything is identity politics now. This is as silly as saying, you know, Russians strike nuclear war, nuclear warheads in America, B blacks and minorities to be disproportionately affected by nuclear fallout. You could play this game all night, turn it into a drinking game. It's utter nonsense. It's just a way for the Biden administration to look like they care about a Black History Month and they inject climate change into Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. Well. We're grateful for you and Climate Depot for exposing all this stuff on a daily basis. I urge people to go to your website at climatedepot.com. Mark Morano, it's great having you on the program. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for Stinchfield today. Folks, don't forget uh, grantstinchfield.com, grantstinchfield.com. At Stinchfield1776 is the website to, uh, to uh, on all the social media platforms. Grantstinchfield.com is the website. Please sign up for the email list. So that way I can keep in touch with you. And again, it's so great having you here. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful. Please spread this. If you're watching this on Rumble, Getter, Facebook, 
spread the message here. Share this, like it, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on Rumble, and uh, we'll keep the message going. Of course, watch the Real America's Voice show, Stinchfield, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, we'll see you there. I'm Grant Stinchfield. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. Thanks for watching.